What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at Patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello, welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. I'm uh, Trevor Buzak. That's Mark joining us. Mm. Thank you, Mark. Mm. Uh, also joining us today, we have uh, Rio. Hey, guys. Good Our to have you back. Tau expert, of yeah. course. No, not not Tau. He's just a Tau lover. Oh. Yeah, sympathize. I just I just know yeah. how they think. <laughs> so I can think like a Tau. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. And then also joining us, we have uh, James. Our Hello. resident, Jimothy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The reason, the way you know what's in the Tao's mind is because there's a little hole right in the <laughs> You can just see. You can, you can see. just stick yeah. your fingers in there. Uh-huh. And, and then feel you, it. you find out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel their thoughts. That makes sense. That's canon. Me. That's now canon. Uh, before we uh, get started on today's episode, which is all about the Tao in between spheres two and three yeah. of expansion, um, we want to thank our plethora of new Patreon patrons. I've been harassing people so hard. Yeah, you just have. Just yelling at people, people on the street. Did you pay money to Lorehammer yet? Yeah, yeah it's, well, been, it's been good. It, seems it, to be it helps that you're not wearing pants, too. Oh, yeah. Balls up. People will give you money if you don't have pants. Oh, yeah. They'll just leave you alone for sure. Or It's they, a fear tactic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is he going to do? I don't know. Yeah. He's not wearing pants. Just run away. <laughs> Take the money. Uh, anyways, I'm just going to say thank you to all of these people. Um, as always, guys, save your applause to the end of the list. Unless we really get moved by a name. In That's which right. Case. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Thanks to all these new patrons. Thank you to Bruger Coltrane. Shane, Jacob, David, Billy, Joshua, fixing your hurts, <laughs> and Andreas, Andreas, wet, wag, Waggle-chner. wag, Waggle-chner. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Waggle-chner. uh Marius, John, Stephen, Lewis, Stanton, Ollie, Amy, Jim, Decimus, John, Brandon, Delkin. Nerb to Neb, Ursats, Derwinkler, and Ian. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. It yes. really means a lot. We're like right on the verge of being able to do this like as a full time job for us. So if you want like weekly episodes, more content, mm-hmm. watch us play video. No games. ads. No ads is a big one. Yeah. Um, donate. Help us out. Like 
if all our listeners, even if half, even if a quarter gave us $1 a month, like we could do this as a full-time job. Yeah. Um, right now we're sitting at 1%, so shame on everyone. Shame on the 99%, as we that's say. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Normally. We, and no- we glorify the 1%. That's right. No, like <laughs> This podcast likes uh, to take things, put them on their head. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. We, we're shunning the 99 <laughs> and join us. Yeah, join right? the 1%. So, yeah, so, exactly. No, we really do appreciate it. If you can spare a dollar, it honestly goes a long way if you got a bunch of people doing it. So if you want mm-hmm. more Lorehammer content, more regular, more different Get um, everyone to contribute. Yeah, exactly. Contribute. So thanks a lot. Okay, there's our rant. Yep. Uh, all right. Speaking of money, <laughs> but this one's good. This yeah, one is this one's for good. the fans. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what we have done for you is we have created a set of Lorehammer limited edition exclusive first release sexy sleek Ooh, numbers yeah. dice. dice weighted. They're weighted, weighted dice. dice. <laughs> Do you want to be perfectly average like Lorehammer? That's Get right. these dice. You roll yeah. threes and fours all day. <laughs> so what we did is uh, we got some dice printed, a bunch of D6s, and they have Lorehammer's symbol where the six is, and it's engraved in there, and it looks oh, really yeah, they're good. Like, they're like red and black kind of. Marbly. Uh, marbly with yeah. gold pips on them. Gold pip. Yeah. yeah, they're very nice. Check out if you pips. want. Yeah, if you want pictures, um, <laughs> sent like check out our Facebook, check out our Instagram. We'll put some pictures on there so you guys can see them. Yeah. But we're selling them in things of ten, fifteen, and twenty for the prices of fifteen dollars for ten, twenty dollars for fifteen, and twenty five dollars for twenty. Yeah. And then on top of that, you will have to include shipping. Yeah, because we're not on where you live. We're not paying for shipping. Um, so, and those are Canadian dollar prices for the dice. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're pretty decently priced. Like we're not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy. I, I don't bought buy dice, dice that are more expensive. So yeah, yeah. Check them out. They're pretty sweet, actually. I yeah. bought a pair. I, I bought one. Uh, you, I bought not for one. yourself. No, I gave them away instantly because <laughs> I kept rolling ones. Yeah. Well, but, you bought the wrong weighted yeah. dice. But yeah, check them out. We'll we'll include links and whatever, and mm-hmm. you guys can uh, set that up. And yeah. yeah. Limited edition. So, Limited uh, edition. We don't only wait have, on them. We only have 500 dice. And if, if everyone Do buys really packs. Have that many? Yeah. But just think about it. If everyone buys packs of 25, yeah. Yeah. that's only. That's going to sell out pretty fast, I think. Four okay. times five. That's only 20 packs that we're selling then. Okay. So yeah. that's quick. So get them quick. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And I, you want. Those you, are going to go. Like in a, in a pack of dice. Oh, and there's 16 mils. I don't know if that. Right? They're, They're like medium size. You got like the standard GW that are like small then you got to step up and then you got like the gambling so they're medium size okay dice medium sure sure is what i would or they're 12 i don't know whatever whatever they are they're you'll see in the picture <laughs> yeah they're dice eric will put dice. his foot in um, as i'll a put comparison. a banana banana for scale <laughs> go your foot yeah or, so that's yeah. pretty cool uh go check that out yeah get on it while it's hot that's right all right, next thing on the table, we got our community corner. So uh, if you have something in the 40K community you want to give a shout-out to, if you have your own podcast that you're doing or you want to shout-out to your Instagram page or whatever it is, our only requirement is that it is 40K, and uh, that's about it. So today's community corner is the Narrative Wargamer podcast. Mm. So it is a non-competitive 40K podcast with a focus on fun and narrative play, hobby news, and ca- campaign gameplay. The show aims to help players discover new ways to play 40k as we discuss fun and exciting gameplay over optimal list building and meta tactics. There's a wealth, um, there's a wealth of narrative play content to explore in your games, and we cover topics such as battle zone environments, open war mission cards, cities of death, aerial dogfighting, and much more. 
If you enjoy casual games of 40k and want to try something new outside of the match play, the Narrative Wargamer podcast is for you. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. So we will link the podcast in our notes. Yeah, Narrative Wargamer podcast. So I actually listened to one of them. The one I listened to was... Uh, it was 10 rules you should try to introduce into your 40k games. Oh. and What was your favorite one? My favorite one was, so command points are a big thing in 40k, but oftentimes command points are just like so overpowering, like, and they're like a standard yeah, thing. Transhuman physiology. Yeah, and like often you, you typically spam the same command point over and over and over every turn. Oh, this unit's always going to have a minus one hit. So yeah, the yeah. one rule I really liked was you can only use a stratagem once per game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I thought that that really changes the way the game works. Even like the have, re-roll ones? Uh, those ones, I think those three, like you have the three standard. Yeah, there's uh, the cover, the interrupt, and then the re-roll. Yeah. I forget if it, I'm pretty sure just the re-roll. Just the re-roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it changes only interrupt the game. once. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, like that, that changes the game. Yeah. So I thought that was a very cool rule, but yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. Like they're just trying to put like a narrative spin onto uh, how you can play your games and yeah, it's cool. I wish we did more, more narrative stuff. Yeah, we don't really do any narrative. No, we just stuff. like to to yell yeah. and sell merch. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I you think. can't you can't like do you can't yell at each other in a narrative game because everything is just like oh shit the warps here, you know. Like, <laughs> like yeah. So, but that sounds cool. Yeah, check it out the Narrative Wargamer podcast. Go check them out. Very. very uh, if cool. you have a community corner you want to send to us, just email it to lorehammerpodcast at gmail com, and then uh, yeah, and we'll chat with you and we'll get it in here. Yeah. So right. you guys have no limitation as long as it's 40K. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the only other limitation would be you can't submit whatever you're thinking right now, James. Yeah, James. <laughs> whatever you I have in I your a, mind. James, you take mind. your idea and you get the hell like, out of here. I know you're thinking furries because we just watched furry videos. So no furry 40K content. Space Wolf players, sorry. J- James no. has opened an Etsy shop yeah. where he sells <laughs> Space Wolf furry costumes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, wow. We just shouted out. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Thank you. All proceeds go to my like just diabolical lifestyle. So. <laughs> it just goes all into executioner tanks, whatever what they're it's... called. I have 17. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun winning. I don't know. I, I like it. I tried it and I like James, it. <laughs> James has been playing a lot of Iron Hands lately. Yeah, well, so. I like W's better than L's. That's so. right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. Anything else before we really get into the meat? No, let's hop into the Tau Between Spheres. Are you excited, Rio? Yeah, I am. Between the two spheres? To actually come and chat with us about some 40K again? (laughs) I'm excited. Like, this episode is very different than anyone we've ever done. Like, we're following... Yeah, this this is much more specific than we normally get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're following four uh, specific battles, specific campaigns that include the Tau. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool kind of following the flow of the combat and sure. trying yeah. to understand what it was like for the Tau as they progressed these like I think it's 250 years yeah, in total roughly, or something yeah. from the time we're going to start to the time we're going to end the episode. So So yeah, here we go. Hope Let's dive right in. All right. So where we last left the Tau was at the end of the second sphere of expansion. And ending in 700 M41 the Tau race had just crossed the Damocles Gulf, an unnavigable and unforgiving area of space. When they finally emerged, they encountered humanity, who had already settled the planets on this edge of space. Hmm. All right. Yeah, so Tau Empire is growing. They're growing 
uh, no, you ain't shredded. They're growing westward. Yeah, galactically right. westward. Galactic west. <laughs> yeah, and they which count- is it's just closer to the center of the galaxy. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because they're pretty much on the edge. Mm-hmm. So, the effort uh, required to convince these fringe human worlds to join the greater good was exhaustive, slow, uh, slowing the second sphere to a crawl. I can't read. Effectively, effectively ending it. Yeah. So. Most it, it seems like most of the times the Tau would uh, find a, a race and want to bring them into the greater good. It, it seemed like a very cut and dry thing. Like, hey, look, you want to be in the greater good. You don't. Here's some fire warriors. Now, how do you feel about being in the <laughs> oh, greater good? Oh, there's a disease that suddenly <laughs> yeah, yeah. started in your population. Oh, this again. Oh, no, exactly. That again, that's just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> oh, there's an ethereal psychically peering into your mind. <laughs> but... The for some reason that tactic just for whatever either they didn't employ it or it just didn't seem to work against the humans. So the effort it took to bring the humans into the greater good slowed down the second sphere of expansion so much they just halted it because they weren't expanding anymore. They were like, well, this is yeah. this is a long game for us. Yeah, that and they still had like really no light speed ability like to do any type of travel. It's just. Yeah, impossible. even to cross the Damocles Gulf was like an amazing feat. Yeah, exactly. So, so the we're going to talk about convincing the human worlds. So this was done by water cast members actively living among the humans on their planets, uh, joining courts or governments, forging alliances until the human population began trading with the Tau Empire. Yeah, that sounds like heresy to me. It is super heresy, and that's the interesting thing is they were able to create relationships between the Tau and the humans that were better than between the humans and the other humans. (laughs) Doesn't take much. Diplomacy. Yeah. A lot of these worlds, worlds, yeah, are like on the fringe of the human empire, so it's just like, yeah, they're they're probably not getting a lot of support anyways, so. Yeah, the taxman visits once every 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the negotiations were so skillfully done that the planets uh, with a Tau presence began to view the Empire in a more favorable light than the Imperium themselves. The final goal of this was a success. Many of these planets initially wary of outright hostile or outright hostile would join the Tau Empire and accept the greater good. Yeah, so they just, they were so seditious in planting themselves into the human world it is my god (laughs) we know there's something sinister happening you and your like little lovey-dovey with your slit women (laughs) we're not accepting it okay you show up you take shadow son and you get the hell out of here (laughs) she's growing a nose (laughs) she's probably got a human ancestor she's mixed race uh but yeah they were they were so good at what they were doing like they just they it was a hundred percent peaceful transition for these planets from being part of the Imperium to joining the greater good. But it yeah. did take a very, like, po- possibly generations. Yeah, yeah. For this. Exactly. So, uh, alas, all good things must come to an end for Xeno scum. Mm. And eventually, the. There's a real tone you're, you're pushing here. <laughs> hey, I wrote the note. <laughs> uh, and eventually, the Imperium was alerted to this growing menace, this infestation of aliens. When the Inquisition mm-hmm. began to investigate, they found planets already fallen to the Xenos propaganda. With this, they began to take action. 
so so there's the Imperium point of view. That's right. Now yeah, let's yeah. talk about the Tau point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the know. same thing. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Taus would you know they're they they've been living and partnering with these planets, and all of a sudden it's like oh shit the big brothers are here and <laughs> they're seeing everything that's going on and they don't like it. Yeah. Some would say evil human race is here <laughs> going to genocide us all. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, good. According to the emperor, who yeah. is the God emperor. That's That's, right. that's moral. So yeah. <laughs> it is good and right. <laughs> I, I see no, According to the I emperor. see no flaw in right. that logic. Right. I, uh, I just recently watched Kingdom of Heaven. I don't know if anyone, anyone's seen it. So the Orlando Bloom? I hate Bloom? that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You hate that movie? I hate that movie. You son of a bitch. Isn't like it good? like the position it's of the good. eagle or yes. something? Yeah. Oh, That's how you sort but of fight. It's just funny. It's enjoyable. Like, it's all about the Crusades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, pretty, it's, just like, it's pretty dirty. Lots of people nice. yelling, God will it, God yeah. wills it, and all that kind of stuff. It's quite enjoyable. Huh. It almost made me want to become a Christian. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could just kill people yeah. as long as you had a religious reason exactly. for it. Exactly. Right? Like it was... Delightful to think about. Abs- but. Absolutely. Oh, wow. that but unfortunately, my, that's some... also the best. My as my thought in the best reason of being a Christian as well. Yeah. Is yeah. Having a religious uh... excuse for any violence you might perpetrate. <laughs> Somebody stole my sword, so ultimately that's ah. what ended my initiation into. No Christ- crusades for you, yeah. eh? So thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it is a thank goodness moment, <laughs> isn't it? So <laughs> that was that was a digression. If I ever there's a good movie, it. go watch it. It's not and then good. subscribe to our Patreon. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Why don't you like it? Uh, first of all, I, ha- I took a history course once, so. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. I don't sense. know what that means. It means it was just like. It means what? There was a lot of garbage in that movie. 300? 300 is the most historically accurate. <laughs> yes. Kingdom of Heaven is not historically accurate. <laughs> yeah. And I'll fight anyone who wants to debate me on that. Oh, There's no we, debating. We I just fight them. Shrimp. We got another mantis shrimp on our hands. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Like mantis shrimp. Yeah, don't don't talk to James don't about them. Don't talk to him about those shrimp. <laughs> those GD shrimps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're leaving it at that. Moving uh, along. So humans showed up that the Imperium realized what was happening on the borders of their empire, and yeah. they showed up. Now they're nervous. Yeah. So officially started in 742 M41 by the order of Cardinal Isu Gunnery of the Brimlock, of Brimlock, uh, the Damasc- Damocles Crusade had begun. Yeah, so the Ecclesiarchy called this crusade most likely at the behest of the Inquisition. Yeah, the Inquisition goes, checks out those planets. There's there's a lot of Xenos on the there's planet. There's a lot of Xenos. Yeah. Needs some purging. Needs a good old-fashioned crusade, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I like that. So, when you- employing five provisional companies of space marines, made up from a dozen chapters, including the Iron Hands, Black Templar, Size of the Emperor, Ultramarines, Subjugators, Nova Marines, Red Hunters, and the Hammers of Dorne, among others. So, a total of 500 marines. That's a lot of marines. That's a lot of marines. <laughs> In one place at, at one time. Yeah. Uh, they also had 19 Imperial Guard regiments participate with seven from the Brimlock Dragoons and the Brimlock Fusiliers, which is where uh, that Cardinal Isu Gunnery came from. Esau. Esau. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the Crusade <laughs> also had regiments of Rakashan rifles, and uh, a call also went out to the Cadian 18th, although they would not arrive in time for the Crusade. They missed all the best parts. Mm-hmm. But they still had a good time when they did arrive. Oh, they still had a good time in the warp. 
<laughs> so they also drew from the Legio Titanicus Thanateris, as well as many Imperial Void ships, even up to the Retribution class battleship. Which is the biggest? I'm pretty sure it's the biggest. Yeah. It, so this was a big deal, yeah. this Damocles Crusade. Mm-hmm. And you, you just think about how big the Tau Empire was. Like, they're small potatoes. And this is a pretty decent size mm-hmm. yeah, like, of Imperial Force. Yeah, Imperial Guard Regiments can have, like, hundreds of thousands. In, in a single regiment. Potentially, yeah. Like, yeah. It depends on the world, and they never give you a number. But if yeah. you kind of branch it out, it, they're big. There's a lot of guys here. Yeah. It kind of makes sense to me, though, because I, I think they, they understand the threat here. Because it's not the Tau themselves, it's the philosophy. And <laughs> when they see their own or, or, humans, like, yeah. turning... Yeah. You could also make the argument that they've seen gene stealers and what that can do. Like, gene stealer cult. Would they not have at this point? They're afraid that all the women are afraid that all the men are going to start banging Tau. <laughs> they're afraid that they're getting cut out of the... Thanks for bringing us back to <laughs> that Have you seen, seen Shadow Sun? She's... Thick. So, <laughs> so thick. Thanks for focusing on that, Mark. <laughs> She's so. <laughs> yeah, the I like. I definitely prefer looking at it through Rio's lens. Is that the Imperium is just there's a fear. Yeah. Like of oh my god, like we cannot let this idea spread, like a toxic, or just like some virus, you know, like yeah. going from human to human, spreading and this idea of peace and getting along. That's no. right. Get get rid of it. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I feel like if the Tau came through and they just rolled over those human planets and just killed them, they wouldn't have been as upset as the humans actually being <laughs> No, for turned. sure. Because it would have turned the humanity against them, like, from the beginning. Yeah. But now, it's like, oh no, there's like a real chance we might actually lose yeah. people. Like, oh, yeah. wait, let's Let's really bring some power into here. And to be honest, it is really the greatest weakness of the Imperium. I mean... The you, fact that they don't care about it? No, no, just that it's not really that great being a part oh. of it. <laughs> no, you know? It's, that's, it's not. That's really its like greatest weakness. <laughs> yeah. Because they're... Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in terms of military power, like there's no one better, maybe. I mean, no. aside from like the... If you're counting Tyranids or something. I wouldn't like say there's anyone with... Mil- like the yeah. humanity controls, like has the control of like the entire galaxy effectively. Yeah. yeah. So... But yeah, if people start turning, I mean, then you've got a problem. Yeah, what what good is all your power when the people holding the guns are the ones like they choose how, who they want to point true. at, right? Horus Heresy. That's right. <laughs> Goddamn Horus Heretics, <laughs> the Heretics of Horus. <laughs> so a crusade was launched. <laughs> <laughs> the effects of the crusade were felt in the Timbra subsector on the planet Garius and Cleist. Uh, where humans were living among the aliens and had become acceptable. Yeah. So that's where the crusade decided for the first hammer to fall. Yeah. So the fleet arrives at uh, the planet's garrison, Kleist, and Kleist, and its wrath among the Tau was swiftly felt, and the humans that fraternized with the aliens were rounded up and punished publicly before the crusade. Oof. So... It did like this was kind of a throwaway line, but it painted this like crazy picture yeah. in my head. So, five hundred space marines, potentially like s- minimum seventeen thousand regiments of guard, but probably up to like the hundred thousands of guard. Yeah, and these guys, any human on these planets that had fraternized with aliens, are rounded up and punished publicly before all of those people. So, all these marines are 
laid out right or they're standing at like attention in front of you and all these like regiments and everyone's staring down at you as you're getting flogged oh that's beaten. what they're doing oh, i just, just assume they'd killed them it says punished yeah, yeah. though like it's yes. more like shame. there's more punishment shame. <laughs> shame i told them not to do this <laughs> no but like it's yeah. like think like like a religious like especially like old school Christianity, like oh, the yeah. whipping was like a really big thing. And there the was probably some branding going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Or some maiming or mutilations, <laughs> right? That's not outside the realm of possibility. But yeah. for every like, alien that you traded with, we take one finger. Right? Like, yeah. That's, not, a, that's yeah. not an outlandish thing to think that the Imperium might do that. Yeah. So it was just this really cool image in my head yeah. of all these like stoic people like lined up and you just hear the screams of these people. Oh. It's just, it, it really felt It's imperial. very cool. Yeah. You it's, like that. It's eh, such Eric? a great way to win them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it felt very Imperium to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> With these colonies secure, the crusade <laughs> set its sights on the Hydras system. Hydus. Hydus. There's no R. No, there's none. <laughs> and ready itself for a conflict with the Tau Empire. That's right. Time to take this fight to actual Tau planets. Still having to contend with the Tau presence on the Imperium side of the Gulf. So, like, the empires are separated by the Damocles Gulf. Mm -hmm. So they're still on the Imperium side. They engage in a space battle and learn that the Tau had a surprisingly long-range and powerful torpedoes. It was only thanks to the daring assault of an unnamed space marine strike cruiser at the heart of the Tau fleet that disrupted them enough for the remainder of the crusade to drive them off. Yeah. So, like, they were apparently very surprised at the power the Tau could uh, bring to bear in long-ranged strikes in space. Yeah. So they're like, hey, this is, like, just a small Xenos threat. We'll just kill everyone and drive them off. But yeah. I, it's a cool picture too. So like Space Marine uh, strike cruisers are they have that like think like a boat it has like this huge metal prow on the front of it, like this huge heavily armored thing. So yeah, they just sent that in, and, and then, it punches like it has to survive all these yeah. like volleys of these tor powerful torpedoes that the tower yeah. are shooting. Yeah. So they make it in, and once it gets in, they realize too that uh, Tau lack broadside firepower so once it yeah. made it in it was just easy to, for it to kind of take advantage of that the tower just too used to fighting at such a long distance and destroying everything before it even got close to them yeah they're like what's the point of having of you know making things with actual broadside power yeah yeah uh okay where are we next all right the last main engagement before the tower pushed back beyond the gulf was on the planet of Silkel, home to seven million inhabitants the planet was defended by an orbital station and the rem remnants of the fleet that had been previously encountered that they had beat back with that Space Marine strike cruiser. Yeah. Uh, led by Iron Hands Captain Ruman, the Iron Hands found the firepower of the station thoroughly lacking <laughs> and performed a boarding maneuver using Caestus assault rams. <laughs> this station, yep. after being purged by flame, would become the headquarters of the ground assault. So was that station a Tau station, or was it a human station that the Tau had like? I'm assuming it was traded with and, and started to. It I'm assuming I, it would have been Tau because otherwise, if it was human, they probably would have known of its like capabilities, like because they were surprised by the lack of uh, firepower the station had. Yeah, but if it I was an Imperium that. one, either one, yeah, either way, doesn't matter. Space Iron Hands man came in. And yeah, you know town. all about that, right? <laughs> I do know about that. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing here was the the Castus assault rams. If 
you don't know what those are. <laughs> um, they're like, there's literally like insertion ships. Yeah. They're like transport ships that have a massive melt-a-gun in the middle of it. And all they try and do is just ram into like enemy ships. And right before their ship hits the enemies, that melt-a-gun goes off and just like opens a hole in the enemy ship and just boards it. Yeah. And it just boards into the ship. And it just plows ship. into the yeah. hole. <laughs> and, then, and then it opens its things. And, and typical and space, space marines. marines. That's fashion. actually really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. It, it's a pretty small ship too. Like it only holds, I think, like 20, 25 marines in it. Mm. But once the marines get in, that ship's fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not much that can be done. Yeah. Like space marines fighting in close quarters. <laughs> yeah. Versus Tau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Melee Tau. Melee Tau. It's a thing. <laughs> Uh, well, in this case, it wasn't because the station was purged by flame, and then it was chosen as their headquarters for the ground assault of Silk Hill. Yeah. With the space battle decided, the ground assault began. Led by the Scythe of the Emperor and supported by the 17 Primlock Dragoons, a beachhead was formed. But the tower response was swift and well-disciplined, using their mechanized infantry and supported by hammerheads. Uh, many of the Brimlock Dragoons would have been lost were it not for the swift intervention of the 4th Stormtrooper Company, um, which are probably Tempestus Scions yeah, now. because back when this was written, they were called Stormtroopers, yeah, but now they're most likely, most likely yeah. meant Tempestus Scions. Yeah, so that, they're... A uh, little IP No, just they, they changed what Stormtroopers were. Yeah. So Stormtroopers used to be like this... Um, like their own force, right? And then they changed yeah, so, that to be well, Tempestus Scions are now their own force. So, yeah, really they more added Tempestus Scions because they're still stormtroopers in armies. Like Cadian has a good example. They have their Cassikins, their Cassikin stormtroopers. So those still exist. Um, but now they've actually added like Tempestus Scions, which are like kind of super stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so... The the Brimlock Dragoons would have uh, been slain if if not for this and the sights of the Emperor, but uh, it's a cool picture. Like this is literally like how I play my Tau army, like mechanized infantry supported by hammerheads. You just drive in fast and blow shit up, and before mm-hmm. anyone can even respond. But uh, there's a couple cool like battles between hammerheads and Layman Russes where they're like, oh, these are comparable battles. I, I always just picture that movie uh, Fury of like tank battles. And it's such a cool image, especially if you amp it up into 40K where it's. The hammerheads are flying. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> fucking flying tanks. You know? yeah, that, but, that uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. As the fighting progressed and the ground was seized by the crusade, the tower evacuated the most important citizens and dismantled their tech so as to not allow the Imperium to have it. The Battle of Silkel was decided when the 9th Brimlock Fusiliers landed. Their firepower is over- overwhelming, and the tower retreated completely. Yeah. It's something to say for them that their firepower could overwhelm Tau. <laughs> yeah, it's just if you have a thousandth million guys shooting. Yeah, it, it really would tell me yeah. that there's a lot of people in this one regiment yeah. of the Fusiliers. I don't think there's enough mm-hmm. information on this regiment either to, like, say kind of what their tactic is but it's also possible that they just had like a bunch of ordnance just weapons. heavy yeah, yeah heavy, just, heavy but it's possible either way yeah to outgun tau it's a lot yeah mm-hmm. uh before moving back across the gulf or no sorry before moving across the gulf the imperium purged their sectors of the tau race entirely 
Uh, so this this Battle of Silkel, it was like the last military town yeah. on the Imperium side yeah, of the this, Gulf. Yeah. Uh, like after this was gone, they just cleaned up at their leisure, right? It was really easy. Yeah. So uh, one such planet that they purged was Vissel. It was a Tau colony planet made up entirely of fishing colonies. And fish, in, fishing, fish? I was just about to say. <laughs> Instead mm-hmm. of doing battle, the Imperium simply melted the polar ice caps, drowning the entire population. <laughs> what seven, a way to go. Of seven million Tau. Was it all Tau there, or was that a... As far as we could tell, like it Who was cares? all Tau. Doesn't matter. If there were humans there, they deserve to die, obviously, anyway. The, yeah. The only reason I, I thought it might specifically be Tau is because on the other planets of Garrus and Kleist, when there were humans with Tau, they specifically rooted out the Tau and mm. punished the humans. Yeah. Whereas on this one, they just straight up killed everyone. So yeah. It, it could have been humans and Tau. Maybe there was one yeah. guy. Like, it could have, yeah. Jeff. But yeah. Fucking like, Jeff. The crazy thing. Okay, how did they do that, though? They just shot shells and melted the ice oh they just like blasted it it's like a thermal (laughs) missile yeah Yeah. (laughs) that planet's gone that's (laughs) just a ocean planet now that's Uh, okay you just need a boat (laughs) the crazy thing the fish are all good you can set up another imperial (laughs) fishing colony all they're radiated now (laughs) you can't eat you you didn't say that they used nukes to do i'm assuming like everything is nukes at least. Yeah, you assume bolters have nuke. You're a dumb, they, dumb They bit. are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I oh mean, you can build God. a nuke, so... <laughs> exactly. If I can do it, everyone in 40K can. <laughs> what do Laz guns shoot, Eric? Flashlights. Just beams of light. Oh, okay. I was hoping you'd say nukes. And nukes. Really <laughs> fucking... Small nukes. Small nukes. In the size Photon of Photon little... nukes. Yeah. <laughs> Photon-sized nukes. Uh, the interesting thing that I, <laughs> I pictured when I was reading this, though, was... Like, the Imperium doing this action is just like, oh, okay, like, yep. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're alien and we need to kill them. So what's the most effective way of doing that? Okay, just drown it, do that, and we'll move on. Yeah. Like, it's just another Tuesday for them. Yeah. But when news of that, if that ever came back across the Tau, like, to the Tau Empire, like, that that would be horrific, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, the Tau might even think, like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe they would use that as, like, a scare tactic. Yeah. And the humans are like, nope. <laughs> that's not the scariest thing we do right? like, that was just it's like the level of for like ferocity between like the two of them like the humans are so much more willing to be ridiculous and crazy <laughs> well the towns just haven't gotten that far into like the galaxy humans. yet yeah, right this uh, the, but this is like their outlook is so bright and they're like, naive naive <laughs> that like to me like this would be like ridiculous Wait, for them to find what out. what did they do right <laughs> they they just melted a planet <laughs> and killed seven million civilians yeah like that to me like it just it seemed like an interesting contrast like yeah, yeah. and like what's the pr on that how did the tau spin it like oh man this human race is really bad look at what they did <laughs> yeah. and the humans are like batman an- bad uh, yeah they're the humans are like another easy victory for humanity <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's what's in their newsletter <laughs> anyways so they purged what was left on the Imperium side of the Gulf, and then they finally uh, crossed. So it took five full months for the Crusade to cross the Democles Gulf, and uh, they arrived in the Daleth system in the Kendral subsector. At this point, the Imperium fleet was overconfident and assumed that the Tau defenses to be similar to that which they already encountered. Which was easy. Easy, yeah. That space, space station, they just they took it. Yeah. They figured out the weakness of their ships. Yeah. Um, but they were solely uh, disabused? Disav- 
this, what is that word? They were sorely disabused of this notion. Oh, that's a weird way to use that word. <laughs> hmm. uh, with the destruction of fully one third of their fleet. So they had unknowingly engaged a far more powerful Tau fleet, upgraded orbital defense stations, and the biggest threat of all, a crude war sphere. Um, so they just, they, 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 it was like, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They see a station and they're like, oh, we take one of those before, yeah. but then they get close and it just opens up. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a good reason, though, as to why the Imperium lost so much. Uh, because the fleet hadn't arrived as a single unit, so yeah. it was arriving piecemeal, so ship by ship by ship. Yeah. And then, and they, then they, they were just blasted away yeah. as soon as they arrive, right? Yeah. Or, or like the first couple ships are just like, well... Let's take all the glory for ourselves. Sure, yeah, you know? absolutely. So and so lost, they engage right away. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest show up late so they can't get defended. And yeah. yeah. But it's because of that that it wasn't until the rival, until the Blade of Woe arrived, that the Imperium could mount an offense. What so, is the Blade of Woe? So it's a retribution class battleship. I think it might sound familiar to you because in Skyrim Oblivion, they have a Blade of Woe. If that's really? what you, yeah, if that's maybe what you're thinking. Maybe. The way you maybe said it seemed like it was like... I've heard of this. I've heard of this. What blade is this of blade of woe? Of woe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you use the blade of woe to kill people to join the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Hmm. No, no tie into 40k. To be, <laughs> like, to is, be honest, is Bethesda paying you or something <laughs> right now? It just seems so out of it. For I know, me. just the one, yeah. So no, he hey, said recollection. He just for sure. Clearly, that's what you were thinking of, Mark. <laughs> I just have my toes dipped into every little pool, you know? <laughs> well, and sometimes Bethesda throws in, like, Easter eggs in their games. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm I, sure I doubt 40K. I'm <laughs> sure between the, a lot of fans. The Damocles things, so. Crusade <laughs> was a big deal that they wanted to, like, <laughs> sprinkle that in there. Yeah, you're probably right. So the Blade of Woe, commanded by Admiral Jalak, this retribution-class battleship was able to outgun the War Sphere completely, assuring the Imperial of a bloody victory losing four capital ships and 14 escorts. And they came into the battle with 12 So that ships. they lost yeah. so much yeah. in that single battle. Just a, a grave miscalculation on their <laughs> yeah. part. Uh, why don't you tell them about the, uh, what a war sphere is? Uh, a crude war sphere is just like a massive space station that can just fly around like it's huge yeah um like it's like for people who know imperial fist like the the phalanx like it's that scale like they're massive it's planet sized i don't know about or it's that moon big. size it's that's moon. that's no moon that's it's no moon. big Is it like it's, the orc moon thing yeah like yeah like that big. would be the comparable like okay. sporks have oh, yeah wow orcs, sporks. Have, <laughs> sporks. orcs have space Hulk. sports center yeah, yeah. another little plug <laughs> how many how many people are funding you guys <laughs> not Popeye's <enough>. chicken <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, like orcs have space hulks and crew have war spheres. That's mm -hmm. like their comparable size. Yeah, they're but the, big, but the crew war sphere is like slow, but has devastating firepower. Yeah. Hmm. Um, because of this more powerful threat than previously thought, a portion of the command of the crusade wished to call a stop and return to imperial space and its relative safety. But in the end, greed won out, and their sights were set on dialith prime a major tau world yeah it's kind of hard to put aside all your prejudices around that alien planet that did you so much harm is just it's right there yeah you can you're like ah we can crush them come on <laughs> yeah kill the xenos they should have just melted the ice caps again. they should have just melted the ice caps <laughs> it works so well on this <laughs> i i think one thing people often like yeah like i know you're joking but 
you can't just go exterminating every planet. Yes, we can. Like, <laughs> we can do I, it. I think one of the we major... have the technology. <laughs> I, I think one of the major reasons why they they did like uh, Vissel is that what it's yep. called? Was because like if you read like it's a Tau fishing world, like it's probably not useful outside of like the ocean. So if you just mm. make bigger oceans, it's not. A waste of the world so but you can't just go up to like dialeth Pline, which has like forests on it and mountains and all these things you can't just go blowing up planets willy-nilly and wasting all the resources you know so you think if the all the polar ice caps on earth melted our oceans are fine yeah they're just bigger oceans that's now. right yeah yeah that's good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah now you dodged got, a bullet there guys it's got bigger a little colder oceans <laughs> climate change disbunked you heard it no, here no, first humans are fucked <laughs> But no, even the oceans are screwed. It desalinates them and changes their temperature. Yeah, temperature change. I could see <laughs> That's that. That's a big di- And the desalination is a big difference, sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. Because it's sure. like all, 70% of all fresh water is in those ice caps. Mm-hmm. And when that goes into the ocean, it's a big deal. But then we the, just need to the pour the salt throw. in. <laughs> we just need to put more salt in? Yeah, just dump yeah. some yeah. salt in the ocean. You God damn politicians, salt. idiots. Tons of salt. There's not enough salt in the world for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, you just can't go around blowing up every planet. No, for sure. For sure. Like, especially to, especially when with three orbital, or, sorry, orbital defense. Um, yeah, it's well protected. To it. At this point, had they destroyed the orbital defenses, though? No, they, so at this point, they, they just, just fought the fleet. They yeah. beat, they all arrived on the other side of the Damocles Gulf. They lost a third of their thing, and now they're like, should we turn back? And, but they're like, no, let's set our sights for Dalith Prime. But they killed the it. giant crew thing. Yes, that was what was the bad thing at the fleet was the crew war sphere. It was a bad thing. It was a bad, was a bad thing. <laughs> and they killed the bad thing in nice. the water. All right. Dalith Prime was orbited by three orbital defense stations. And so the fleet approached cautiously, just considering the last time, right? Because they over. Yeah, they, they came into contact. <laughs> what am I trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. All right. Thanks, baby girl. We got it. Okay, next point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they approached approached cautiously only to find that uh, the orbital stations were no match and so easily destroyed. And due to the importance of the planet of Dalith, the crusade expected a Tau reinforcement fleet at any second. Because of this, their planetary assault was started immediately attempting to take the planet before any reinforcements could arrive. Mm-hmm. So they're super nervous. They're like, we've lost a lot. Yeah. We want to take this planet, and we're certain there's going to be, like, they're going to jump out of whatever version of the warp drive travel that they <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah. Any <laughs> second now. Yeah, and then we're going to be screwed, so we better make this quick. Yeah. A large uh, Tau defense force met the crusade on the ground, but was eventually overrun. The crusade then brought everything they had to bear against the Tau planet of Dileth. The invading forces, the invading Imperial force, was broken into three main spearheads. The first one was the Titans from Legio Thanataris. The next one was veteran light infantry of the Rakishan Rifles. And the final one was Space Marines consisting of Iron Hands, Ultramarines, and the size of the Emperor. Yes. So they obviously won. <laughs> yeah. So they have all that AP. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the hell out of here. <laughs> Goddamn Iron Hands. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they ignored shit in the buildings, right? It's <laughs> all good. Each uh, spearhead, though, was countered or tactfully countered and their progress halted. Yeah. Um, 
there, there's expert Tau commanders we'll talk about later, but the Titans were met by Manta missile destroyers, which were the original, like, same type of ship that were encountered with those long-range missiles. Like, there's mm. spaceships that are able to then also fly. Come into the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. So they were, they were met like that. Then the uh, Rakashan's rifles, they were, like, infiltrating through the woods, and they're known for being, like, a super stealthy and quiet regiment. But they're going through woods, so Tau used their crew allies to counter them mm-hmm. that way. Um, and then the Space Marines were met by Tau Jump Troop, the Crisis Battlesuits and stuff like that. super mobility, yeah. and they had the range on the Space Amazing Marines. Amazing weapons on them. Yeah. So e- each uh, spearhead was countered. Yeah, very effectively. Yeah. Uh, this expert warfare by Commander Shadow Sun and Commander Farsight forced the Crusading Army to dig in at the order of General Wendell Gage. At this point, seeing that he had been set a task that his resources couldn't handle, he presented his conclusions to the Crusade Command. That, you know, we can't do this, like, we need to find another way than just three spearheading forces. Yeah. All, you know, separate commands dealing with them. Yeah. Um, Inquisitor Grand, who is assumedly on the Crusade Command. Yeah, Inquisitor Grand. Put forth that it was time to evacuate the planet and exterminatus the enemy completely. Makes but, sense. But too many <laughs> of the command had gained a respect for the military capacity of the Xenos race. It's what? A weird line. Yeah. yeah. So what? Wait, so they didn't exterminate us because of respect? Yeah. The, I don't like We wrestled that. with this for a, a bit. Because it just it doesn't seem to really fit with how the Imperium yeah. Yeah. as a whole acts. As a whole, for sure. But like on an individual I, sure, level. I'd believe it if it's like, oh, this one guy's like, you know what, I I wish we wouldn't exterminate, but I'd feel like he wouldn't say that out loud because everyone around you are you a Xenos lover? <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> so, there's, there's an Inquisitor right yeah, there. Yeah, there's an Inquisitor right there. <laughs> like and you want to leave them alive. So yeah. the like in 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 the same way that like books don't represent the overall feeling of like the chapter that w- the one space marine is from in the same way that like th- these ideas of the imperium don't represent every individual in the imperium yeah you can have many people in mm. the imperium appreciate xenos yeah. and and be yeah. able to have a respect so and like that's I said, the thing I, is- I, I believe it if it was like a group of them felt that way but i, I it this one is a little them, like, harder, say that out loud yeah, yeah for sure yeah. I, I came to the same thing. I was like, ah, I'm not sure the I reason is that, that. The reason is that the author wanted both sides to kind of win. Oh, the Imperium would have won. The Imperium would have won, but that's they right. didn't because yeah, yeah. they respected them. <laughs> and the Tau would have won. But. <laughs> but for whatever reason, uh, Ga- General Wendell Gage realized that they, they just couldn't do it this way. Everyone fighting under their own authority and commands. And he's yeah. like, like, what's the point of having these things if you won't work together and you won't fill in the gaps of each other's weaknesses? Yeah. Mm. And so now the Crusade Command is at this stalemate because they're trying to determine, okay, like, do we push forward? And just keep digging in and waiting for those Tau reinforcements to inevitably arrive. Yeah. Or do we pull back and exterminate us, everyone? And so they were in this stalemate, and no one could, no one could make a decision. So, hmm. except for one man, one hero, Jeff. No, Jeff Not, was exterminated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Jeff's yes. gone. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He was on the Tau fishing world. Oh, yes. Sorry. He's, sorry. he's very dead. <laughs> no, he's very dead. no. The salt, fresh water killed him. That's <laughs> right. It was, it was too fresh. Not enough salt. He would have been buoyant. He would have been buoyant if yeah. there was enough salt in there. 
and said he drowned. Uh, so during the siege and the stalemate, uh, in which the crusade was steadily losing numbers, yeah. thanks to the overwhelming range and tactics of the Tau, uh, General Gage secretly began his own assault. So taking say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill inch by inch and with many bodies he slowly gained ground until he had forced the Tau to flee the city of Gelbrin leaving their crude allies behind and the way he did this was by utilizing all three different detach like spearheads mm. and combining them to overcome the weaknesses of each other yeah and that was that was the main problem it seemed with the crusade is that each was trying to achieve the same goal separately yeah but now you know as everyone is everyone's stronger when they come together diversities are together (laughs) diversities are strength Uh and all that stuff nice yeah uh did we just become family friendly again no no we will never be family i think we just did i don't know that felt very family friendly that spiel you just gave us that was just share with your kids. That was just people doing people <laughs> things, Mark. <laughs> um, so this ended the siege uh, that everyone was subject to, and the crusade then gained a starport on the outskirts of the city. And they're like, General Gage at the very least is like, let's leave this planet. Like we're like we already don't have the resources. It's a miracle we took this city and this yeah. starport. Let's just get the heck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, While the Space Marine chapters and the Inquisition disagreed strongly with this sentiment of retreat, a call from the Inquisitor Cryptman swiftly ended the debate. It seems that another threat was looming on the horizon back in Imperium-controlled star space. Ooh, and if anyone knows who Cryptman is and what he's famous for... Let's see around the table. Do you know? Do you have a guess, James, of what this threat was that Inquisitor Cryptman was dealing with? I'm guessing that it was... uh there was a planet that was collapsing in on itself and the local population Kryptonians. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. You're on a hot streak right now where they they were sending their prince to Terra mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, where he would become a lot more strong. And they were worried about that Xenos. Yeah. Coming to earth and interesting. <laughs> destroying things. Uh, That's Rio, my guess. Do you have a better guess than, than the plot, uh, the, the <laughs> shittily renditioned <laughs> plot of Superman? <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Um, my only guess would be Tyranids. Oh, damn. Rio. It's Tyranids. Oh, yeah. It's always yeah. Tyranids. It's always Tyranids. <laughs> no, it's not. It could have been a Tomb World. It could have been it's that world. <laughs> They're all Tomb Worlds. <laughs> But yeah, Crippman is famous for battling Tyranids literally across the galaxy. <laughs> so a thousand years. Yeah, it's not wild. Quite, but long yeah, time. For a long time. <laughs> Longer than any human has any right to be alive. He just keeps getting injections of young people's blood. <laughs> it's just stem cell research. Yeah, That's all it is. He can afford it, and so he just stays young for a long yeah. time. But yeah, they they so they were at this debate. Do we leave? Do we stay? And Crippman's like, get the heck back here, because there's some goddamn Tyranids. What's bugs. with this, like... 
this voice. You get the up. hell out of here. <laughs> no, I just, this is South- like a recent thing that you picked up this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's that South Park episode where he's like, we don't take kindly to your folks here. You get the heck out of here. <laughs> now, Skeeter, he ain't doing no trouble. <laughs> now, Skeeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so seeing, <laughs> seeing the haste at which the Imperium was leaving the planet of Delith Prime, the Tau decided not to aggressively pursue them. And instead, through parlays, truces were formed to allow the crusade to leave safely. It really in- makes you think, like, interesting. remember all those humans that they just killed a couple months ago for making, you know, trades and alliances with the town? It really yeah, yeah. makes you think, like, hmm, they feel guilty about that. <laughs> now all of a sudden they No, making- no, no, it's not their fault. It was Crittman. Crittman <laughs> forced them to leave. Ah, yes, yes. They're like, you son of bitch aliens, we're coming back here. <laughs> you don't go anywhere. We're coming back. No, they were, they were heretics. <laughs> they they took pleasure in uh, hanging out with Xenos. No I took no pleasure in leaving this planet. <laughs> That's right. I wanted to kill them. Only regret. <laughs> I am sad yeah. that there is not more killing going on right here. That Space is why Marine I'm not sad. a heretic. Space Marine, <laughs> Space Marine want more Xenos to kill. That's how they talk. Mm-hmm. You heard That's it here, the you iron heard hands? first. That's Do iron that, hands. But with more like ones and zeros inserted yeah. in there. So one zero one zero one one zero 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 one one. The Damocles Crusade was ended. Her fleets recalled. Mm, Sad. (laughs) What a crusade. What a glorious crusade. Typical Imperium. It wasn't (laughs) that great. The three years of the crusade educated the Tau to the miserable and depressive institution that was the Imperium. (laughs) This is their first taste of what it actually means to meet the Imperium. Yeah. And not just a couple of her fringe worlds. Yeah. Uh, so this is one thing like Tao often get criticized for is like they don't fit the setting. They're not grim dark enough. But to me, like I always look at it this way, like the Tao are these peaceful peaceful is a good word, right? Yeah, for sure. Optimist, peace loving. Peace loving, optimists. They they want the good for everyone. And then they run into the Imperium. And that th- there's just no dealing with them. There's no dealing with orcs. <laughs> there's no they're realizing yeah. the galaxy is just a fucked up place. Yet they're like they're that one friend that you have is who's a super optimistic person, but he's naive and he doesn't know any better that he's just an idiot. But the Tau <laughs> at this point have realized like, oh fuck, the world's awful. But they're still trying to be a good guy, even though they know like, okay, it's yeah. not gonna work. So so that fits the setting. Because that's the grim darkness of the town. Yeah, is that they're inevitably doomed to failure. Yeah, exactly. There's no way they can take the whole galaxy. There's no way. There's no no way that what they believe in so strongly. They're fighting for something that has no achievable victory. So, and it's not. It's not sad for them. Is it grim dark as as long as they stay small? But if they ever got big. No, even if they get big, they, they can never take like, the whole. How, galaxy. how do you convince the Tyranids to join the, the greater good? How, you, how do you convince the Necron? The Necron, the, yeah. the Orc, yeah. exactly. You just humanity. The Eldar like, even too proud. Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah, like sure they have a bunch That's, of client races, but ultimately, like everyone important, they're never going to be able to convince, no matter how hard and how long they try. But they're going to keep trying, <laughs> and they're going to keep sure. getting kicked. It also could be a race in its infancy. Right, it's not terrible to believe that humanity, even at the early stages of spacefaring, was like, "Oh my I don't gosh, know. we're pretty, we're, we're monsters, super, we're so excited to to <laughs> see other people and make contact with other aliens." Yeah. And then the first time they're like, 
Oh my God! Like, did you see what they did to Ray? They disintegrated <laughs> no, Ray! him molecule Ray! by molecule, and then they're like, "Well, shit, our turn, bitches!" <laughs> right? Like, that could be what it's like. But instead of Tao losing that infancy, yeah, yeah, they've did, like they've kept it. So the yeah. question is like, what does it take to make them into just as terrible a race yeah. as everyone else? Will mm. it ever come to that point? Are yeah. they going to keep this? What song? horrible atrocities are going to be committed on them before? <laughs> right before they break. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And since the Death Guard are on their way through the Star Tide Nexus, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So they're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That good old chaos. You can't treat with chaos. No, see, and that, yeah, but that's, they're gonna try though. Yeah. And yeah. they know Once. they're gonna try. They're gonna try they know Once. they're gonna fail, but they're gonna try. And then they're gonna try again. It's sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> Very sad. Um, sad. <laughs> so that was the the Damocles Crusade. It only lasted three years, um, but it was pretty, pretty cool. Though. Yeah, pretty cool battle. Pretty cool ramifications. Yeah, 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 yeah. For what it mean? Like, what did it mean for the humanity to meet this menace? And yeah. what did it mean for the Tau to understand like the scale that humanity operates on yeah. and the differences between like a human versus the actual Imperium, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this is this was before they uh, developed the Riptide, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. This... No wonder they didn't have Triptides. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough shield drones. God <laughs> damn it! If they were just running Triptides or shield drones, <laughs> and thirty shield drones, it would have been fine. <laughs> Need more marker lights. God damn! Why didn't they just use that stratagem? For yeah, three D3, free mar- D3, yeah, D3 three mark, because this was third edition. There was no stratagems. Ah, yeah. That's why. Son of a bitch. Idiots. <laughs> They're so bad at this game. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. So after that, a uh, couple, couple hundred. Nope. How many? Twenty years? Five, five years. years? Five years? It says in <laughs> couple, the notes. Couple hundred. Couple, couple hundred. Twenty. Couple hundred, five. Doesn't really matter. Numbers are all just made up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so five years later, uh, the Farsight expedition happened. Uh, in uh, 750 M41, Commander Farsight attempts to cross the Damocles Gulf and reclaim the world's loss that during the Damocles Crusade. Even the fish one? Especially Even the, the fish, fish oh. one. <laughs> All their bodies he's going to try and get back. <laughs> yeah. uh, it meets a strange fate, though, however, this whole expedition. Mm. And uh, we're not going to dive into Farsight right now. That deserves its own episode. So we're going to, you know, hashtag. Hashtag soon. Soon. TM. TM. Um, and yeah, but that happens. Um, <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. There, there was eventually a crusade or an, well, not a crusade, an expedition to go retake those planets. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, how dare they? And, you know, let's, let's take back what is ours. Yeah. But, uh, um, something happens and stops them. One thing to note too, that, um, they do like, they do this a couple times to go back across the Gulf and they are able to convince more Imperial planets to join them. And there's always like this constant struggle between like the Imperium and yeah, Tau. Like, Tau can't get a strong foothold on the other side. Yeah. And the Imperium can't seem to get a strong yeah. foothold on the Tau side. So it constantly just slips from and, one and power to the like, other. And you got these like worlds that are in there where it's like, oh man, let's just join the Tau Empire. And then, like, his friend's like, but when the Imperium comes, and they will come, we yeah. will be fucked. We'll, we'll and then, be publicly punished in yeah. front of an but then entire like, crusade. That's going to happen anyways, though. Let's just join the Tower Empire. Like, yeah. it's this cool kind of dynamic of, like, yeah. just being that human, you'd feel so trapped. Like, you know you're fucked. You, no matter way. what, you lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to everyday life the in, Imper- the, in 40K. Yeah. <laughs> the Imperium's not going to defend you to keep you safe from the Tau. And then they're going to come kill you if you yeah. join the Tau. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck. 
No winning. I'd like At to hear a story from like a, the perspective of a human who just who has the Tao coming onto their world and meets them for the first time. And mm. it's like, oh. in in like a peaceful yeah. Hmm. And then and then like they're also struggling with like the thought of the Imperium. Oh yeah. Back. So it's like them struggling with the greater good and being like it's so good but oh my god i'm so (laughs) scared (laughs) i'm so scared yeah i think that'd be interesting yeah for sure it would be wouldn't be bad at all so then you know two years 150 54 who knows how long well it says uh after almost 150 (laughs) years yes yes of relative peace peace the next major conflict to enter tau space was high fleet gorgon yeah and this arrives 889 M41. So 150 years is a decent amount of time for Tau. What um, were they doing in that time? Yeah. Th- this is the whole, like, they get one little foothold on one side of the Damocles Gulf. They lose yeah, it. They make little pushes. Yeah. yeah. But neither side, like, really, there's no major battles yeah. that we saw. There's no big losses or anything. There's yeah. no sphere of expansion called in this time. Yeah. They're also dealing with the after effect of the Farsight expedition. Exactly. That's a whole big yeah. thing. Which had very far reaching out out Outreaching. Oh my output. god. <laughs> I can't word today, apparently. It's fine. Gotcha. Now you know what it's like to be me. <laughs> Don't look at me like that with pity. <laughs> word hard. <laughs> Space Marine sad. Uh, so High Fleet Gorgon, uh, it's known for exhibiting exceptionally fast adaptation abilities and was known to grow perfect tactical counters to whatever it was facing. Hold on. Are we saying that the High Fleet knew the perfect time to strike? (laughs) No, no, no. The perfect way. No, no, no. It adapted to the perfect time to strike. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) It had the perfect way to adapt. (laughs) To, to get the perfect way to strike. Ah. Oh my god. There's almost <laughs> a theme. <laughs> that whatever army you are is the best. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> some are better than others, Iron Hands, and yeah. some and are worse than others, Necron. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But you know what? But they're we're, all the best. We're all just sleeping. <laughs> uh, so this ability to, to grow and adapt mirrored the Tau's ability to advance technologically. And an arms war began. The Tyranids playing a flesh arms war and the Tau playing a technological one, mm-hmm. which is really cool mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. So when High Fleet Gorgon first made it into the system, several Tau trading partners were consumed first uh, before anything realized. Uh, but the first engagement against the Tau Empire was on an orbital perimeter outpost of the world Shadrag. Mm, yes, and swarms of Tyranid gargoyles assaulted the shipyards only to be gunned down by Tau weapon platforms. And then the next wave of gargoyles were coated in a mucus to lessen the damage of Tau fire. And then the Tau defenders were overrun because apparently this mucus, it like almost completely like negated any effect Crazy. of this fire. Yeah. Like they just, it was the perfect adaptation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But it was also quick. Yeah. Like that's only one wave of gargoyles. Yeah. yeah. To learn, like figure out a counter and then grow it and send those gargoyles yeah, out. That's like, insane. It, the gargoyles were probably already made. They just, all the Norn Queen did was just birthed these little organisms that just attach themselves oh, to these gargoyles. Oh, they're just like hunting loogies on gold. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's kind of how I see it. Like, because every biomorph. Slugs just climbing over. Every them, yeah. biomorph is its own creature. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they yeah. just created another creature that coated this creature in its, like, slime that's or whatever. Disgusting. So yeah. it just, the Tyranid is just, it's 
it's efficiency. It's perfect efficiency, right? It's mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> so the Tao eventually heard and about what's happening. They heard about their client races kind of getting overrun. Shag drags outpost. Um, they uh, stopped hearing from them. Mm-hmm. There's silence at the outpost. So they sent a fleet to go investigate. Uh, and this was led by Koro Valroth, which is like an aircast uh, admiral, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a commander. Yeah, like an admiral. Yeah. Commander is like a fire warrior Yes, term. but it's on the same level. I'm yes, so yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, they found the outpost was raised and set a course for Shag Drag itself. Like, no, my God. <laughs> what did this? <laughs> yeah, just imagine that too. Like, just like, I think the outpost was just, a, it was a space station, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah. It was it'd an be, orbital, per, orbital it, perimeter. It'd outpost. be weird because like, you would see the conflict, like you'd see acid marks on the wall and stuff, but there'd be no biomass in that whole thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, like all the Tau bodies would also, like, have disappeared. Yeah, yeah, everything's gone. Except Anything for, that like, was edible or compostable is, like, been taken by <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> But you show up and, like, clearly something happened. Like, yeah. there's signs of it everywhere. Yeah, there's claw but... marks everywhere <laughs> and bite marks in this metal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be a weird thing yeah. to see. Um, terrifying. Like, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Tau fleets look like very interesting ships like the ships are very strange looking to yeah me. Hmm. like they don't seem like personal opinion they don't seem to they look very different like than their s- suits or their like devil yeah fish or well something. the there's a lot of curves in like their ships and then you look at like crisis suits and it's very angular yeah. like the heads are very yeah. angular and they have lots of sharp lines and corners and then you look at like the devil fish yeah and even the ghost keel is pretty rounded hmm. in in terms of like its armor and stuff so it the tau do have like the two aesthetics they yeah. have a very curvy one and they also have a very angular one yeah they also have the new like they have a new one which is the thick aesthetic <laughs> that's new though. you take your dude you get the hell out of here. <laughs> so high fleet had the high fleet gorgon had already reached shadrag but the tau fleet fleet broke through the tyranid blockade and was able to land reinforcements on the planet it's a pretty big deal to break a tyranid blockade yeah hmm. Uh, and so the back and forth of flesh, flesh adaptation and technological advancement took place. Mm-hmm. But the Tau, once again, were overrun and forced to withdraw from the yeah. planet. It just seemed that the Tyranid ability to grow and adapt yeah. outran the Tau's ability to advance technologically. Yeah. Do you remember any of those like, examples? One of, I don't remember any specific there, ones. There was but, like three or four. Yeah, But, but my favorite one yeah. is that the Tau would constantly like change the ammo that they're using. Yeah. So they would upgrade. Like they would okay, the Tyranids would harden their chitin on like their their carapace. Yeah. So the Tau created like better rounds that like specifically ate flesh, and the Tau like or the Tyranids like grew to change so their flesh wasn't as susceptible to those rounds. Yeah. But then it also said that the Tau, in their cleverness, actually like regressed their technology on purpose and like went back to rounds that the Tyranids now were no longer adapted for yeah and so it forced the tyranids to to change their adaptation and go all the way back so it was just it was really cool that the tau weren't just going forward they were trying to be clever as well and the tyranid is purely reactionary Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. interesting yeah because they can't adapt they're not something unless unless they haven't seen it yet so how could they possibly imagine a way to overcome something like that Mm. interesting However, though, the planet was consumed. As is all things that the Tyranids set their eyes on. Except for Ball. <laughs> and, and, and McCray. <laughs> and any other major... Wait major, a minute. Uh, any space marine planet. <laughs> uh, huh. Huh. 
the the image I always get because I I read the devastation of Ball mm-hmm. and the image I get when it's like a space marine fleet or a or a Tau fleet flying through Tyranids is I just like picture just thick the the completeness of space is just covered in things and you're just flying through it, gun shooting a hole <laughs> in that mass of just biomass so you're just going through blowing holes through it and it's all around you're like you're you. creating like a tunnel yeah I'm and sure it, it fills in behind you <laughs> and you're just blowing up bodies everywhere and it's just such i don't know i just love that image it yeah. just that is pretty cool yeah, just boring Crazy. a hole with guns <laughs> <laughs> the ethereal council of kelshan <laughs> Just zero segue. <laughs> That's right. my favorite part of this podcast. Back on track, you losers. <laughs> what do you want from me? The I'm only human. <laughs> what I would have said was, and yet it w- didn't work like that for these guys, unfortunately. The, the planet was are the best parts. Yeah. That's what That's what you do so great. We need that Star Lean Wars transition it. where it just like sweeps across <laughs> the, stream, the screen. <sighs> Anyways, Mark is right. The planet is consumed. <laughs> The Ethereal Council of Kelshan ordered the withdrawal of the Tau Colony worlds between KMAS. KMAS? Kamai. Sure. I would say it. Kamai. No S. Yeah. Sure. And Kelshan and many planets were lost. So they basically ordered withdrawal. Um, They seen what the Tyranids were capable of and just were like. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're like, we lost like the race, like whatever they have. Like we have nothing else to throw at them. Yeah. We have to set up one big planet and hold them like that. Yeah. We have to fire break it kind of. Yeah. The Tyranid warriors fought valiant. Oh, in M41902. So there's only three years after the fleet has arrived. Yeah. The fleet, High Fleet Gorgon, eventually reached Kelshan, and the invasion of the planet began. Yeah. The Tau Fire Warriors fought valiantly to defend their world both in space and on Kelshan herself. It was only until the arrival of a lost fleet that the battle was swayed in the favor of the Tau. Yeah, so this is where that fleet that we (laughs) talked about way back in the Damocles Crusade... (laughs) So 150 years after the Damocles Crusade, the Cadia 18th Regiment finally arrived in Tau space, (laughs) ready to fight the Tau for the glory of the Emperor, only to find a bigger threat. And we took this quote uh, out of the third edition. Was this out of the... No, this is the Tyranid Codex. I think it was fifth edition at this point we were looking at. Anyways, it's the the, kind of the commander on of the KD 18th, and he says, aliens they may be, but I'd rather take my chances with the alien I know. Just make sure they stay between us and those things. So Krask, uh, Castell and Krask, who came here ready to do battle against the Tau for the Damocles Crusade, is like, well, shit, guess they're my buddies now. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's because, you know, like, he's like, I, at least I have heard about the Tau. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, heard about how I was supposed to kill them, <laughs> but... That's the th- the timelines for for forty k are so there's so many things happening that's hard to keep track of. Like, oh, it's nonsense. So like, is this before how would he would not have known about Tyranids? He's been in the point? warp for hundred and fifty years, yeah, so he so wouldn't know about Tyranids. Okay, that was bef- okay yeah. before the and first like, ones came. He around. he would have had to made it to the campaign to the the started crusade, purged the imperial side of Tau space, and then he got lost going through the Damocles Gulf. Because he said, I'd rather fight the aliens I know, which implies that he has met Tau, he's fought them. 
Because if he just came all the way from Cadia, he wouldn't he wouldn't know uh, the towel. I don't know about that for sure because I there, don't know either. There could have been a packet sent out, right? Like, hey, oh sure, you're and it, there's no say, nothing saying he was at Cadia when yeah, the yeah, call yeah. came. Yeah, so yeah. it could have been like, hey, like here's the mission. Yeah, like read up on this information packet that we have on these aliens. I guess. on your way. I guess, it, but it also could have been that he was lost in the Damocles Gulf. I, I'm not saying one way or the other. Sure. Well, and also, one of them is a lot scarier looking. Yeah, yeah I was going to so. say, you only need to take a look at them. Yeah. To, to yeah, one of them, yeah, yeah, the towel's like, hey, you want to help? Like, <laughs> and then Kieran is like, <laughs> Yeah. Easy choice. <laughs> so uh, with the arrival of them, High Fleet Gorgon is, Gorgon is cleansed from Kelshan. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgon. 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 Kelshan. Gorgon. He just speaks with a towel Get me Armani. <laughs> On the phone, Gorgon. <laughs> oh, jeez. It would have been a crushing victory in space if not for three hive ships that managed to escape. They would be hunted down for many years by the Tau, but they were never destroyed. Yeah, so Val Roth, he like has almost viewed... Because he was the one who was commanding all the the Tau in this thing. Yeah, he's that Koro that yeah. we met earlier. He made the deal with Krask. You know, he helped defend Kelshan. But he almost sees this entire thing as a failure on his part because he's unable to destroy those three Tyranid ships. Yeah. So is this Tau over one hundred and fifty years old? No, 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 no. 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 He Did just I missed that. Yeah. No, no, he was there just for the this uh, High Fleet Gorgon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But, like, because at the end of this whole High Fleet Gorgon, which only lasted three years, sure, sure. those three ships escaped, and so now he views everything as a failure because he couldn't completely annihilate mm. yeah, High Fleet enough. Gorgon. And then it talks, too, about, like, how somehow they were worried that those those ships would make it back to the rest of the High Fleets and bring back the knowledge that they gained mm. and integrate into the other High Fleets. So. Yeah. Yeah. Another, ex- it, sorry, they do that a lot with Tyranids. It seems like Tyranids just come out of nowhere. Yeah, they hit really hard for a while, and then they get broken because you can't have the Tyranids win. You can't story, have them actually continue their role, or yeah. else they everything, have to, yeah. everything yeah. is over. So it's, Tyranids are always that. They seem to have the same plot in every story. Yeah. Yeah. they come in, wreck a couple worlds, then get obliterated. A couple worlds you've never heard about. <laughs> yeah, and never like they didn't matter. Yeah. Yes. So and then. They go break some mining planets or something, and then <laughs> a bunch they of get orbital stations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. they get broken on a planet that actually matters, and yeah. then oh, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. So they're, take they're that one-dimensional. Yeah. Take that Tyranid players. <laughs> Your army it. sucks. <laughs> We're gonna get so many messages now. <laughs> oh, it's fine. All the Tyranid players already hey, hate me. I don't want you to make another <laughs> apology video. Yeah, we don't. We don't, we don't need, need that on our heads. Yeah. We don't. It's too much stress last time. The fires we had to put out, James. I'm surprised um, you invited me back. <laughs> <laughs> there was one funny line, too, from Krask, um, Kesselian Krask, where he shows up and he's basically like, oh, these Tau kind of suck. Like, we, oh, show, yeah. we showed up. These Tyranids weren't that hard to kill. Yeah. But, like, literally the Tau had been, like, fighting them for, like, three years doing yeah. the heavy lifting, and they show up on the final hour to, like, swing the battle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it, it's, like, said that he fights, like, a, a tiny splinter of the main power of the <laughs> yeah, fleet. Yeah. And he's like, they're not hard to beat, these, <laughs> these dumb Tau. <laughs> and so like, there's, like, a lot of Imperial records that state they're, like, an easy enemy. Based on his terrible <laughs> yeah, advice, yeah. I like this guy though. He's <laughs> <laughs> Krask, yeah, yeah. So uh, the the Imperial forces were uh, oh after sorry where are we? So many planets were consumed by Gorgon uh, that the Tau call this area of space 
the zone of silence. It's just a bunch of dead worlds now. Yeah, yeah um, kind of crazy. Yeah. And the Imperial forces were uh, too depleted to continue their mission against the Tau, uh, and they were allowed to withdraw from Tau space and were given honors for their assistance. They should just, like, whenever, like, a Tyranid high fleet attacks, they should just use that biomass to terraform. Like, just, you have literally all the biomass that was taken from that planet. You just huck it back <laughs> on that other dead world and uh-huh. then terraform it. Uh-huh. Got all the biomass still. The last thing they want is, after a couple hundred million years, for Tyranids to re-evolve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you grind it up first and... It's, it's all Tyranid DNA. <laughs> What's the most likely it's thing fine. it grows? <laughs> it's fine. Look, look, no one's done it before. We do an experiment on some planet, see how it works. If it goes horribly, just keep it away from Terra. You sound like a Magos biologist. Maybe I am. Oh, my God. You starting an AdMech army that I don't know about? No. I don't touch in such things. <laughs> I've had right. too many bad experiences. So... The last thing we're talking about today between uh, the two spheres is the Great War of Confederation. Mm-hmm. So um, the High Fleet Gorgon ended in, what, 903 M41? Sure. Yeah. And then the Great War of Confederation is in 975 M41. So this is 72 years after this Tyranid. So they had relative peace again. I'm sure there's small engagements everywhere. You know, they're yeah. still doing their thing across the Damocles Gulf. But not expanding. Not really expanding. Yeah. yeah. And no no defending yourself for like the survival of humanity. Yeah. That's the big thing about the things that all of these attacks that we've talked about, that's what they all have in common. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a real threat to the Tau yeah. race. Okay. So in nine seven five M forty one, an orc armada threatened the very heart of the Tau Empire. Viola, Sasia, and Tawan, which are three main yeah, planets like of the first Tau. Step, yeah. step, or first, and Tawan yeah. is their literally their home planet. No, no, Tau. Uh, Tau, yeah, Tau is the whole planet. Tawan is the second planet they call, uh, or the first planet they colonized, I guess. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. never Tawun, mind then. Yeah, but that means like right there. Right yeah, next yeah to exactly, them. exactly, yeah. Like right in the heart of their empire. The orc fleet was so large that the Tau believed their sensors were malfunctioning when they first were getting readings of how big it was. Yeah. Hot diggity. Hot diggity. Does it say where it came from? The orc fleet? Yeah. The warp? Anywhere? <laughs> they, they do give a, a name here, actually. Um, but it, it's one of those random names where it's like... It's oh, a throwaway. It comes yeah. from somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it has no actual thing. But yeah, it, it talks too about how it's like a bunch of war bosses that get together and at the beginning they're fighting for like control of this fleet or whatever. But uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but the Tau nonetheless doubt they could stand before a massive threat. How was that segue? It's good. I Perfect. Like that. You're getting better. Getting better. Until <laughs> Ethereal Supreme Unva gathered the leaders of every step and rallied them to uh, the common cause, survival. Mm. The first battles of the war took place as the fleet, the Tau fleet launched hit-and-run attacks to stem the greenskin tide and lure their ships within range of powerful orbital defense stations. But eventually, orcs managed to board the stations and months of close-range engagements took place. Mm-hmm. The threat was... Sad. <laughs> no. The threat was deemed so great that after six years of hard fighting, they decided to awaken Commander Shadow Sun from cryosleep. Yeah, and 
I think the last time we had seen Shadow Sun was the Damocles Crusade. Yeah. So she's been asleep for... Basically 250 uh, years. 150 years. 150? Oh, yeah, because yeah. the Damocles didn't happen uh, right away. And no, then 70 years later... No, 220 years. Okay. Yeah, 220 years she was asleep for. Yeah. So a while. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> and did they put her in cryosleep again? Because she's alive again. Yep. Yeah, after this. Thick as ever. So obviously you know she survives this. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, so with Shadow Sun at the head of the Tau, the Orc Armada was able to be dealt with within six years. So after the massacre of Orcs at the Kresh expansions, the Greenskin hold in the region was broken. Mm-hmm. The Tau Empire was safe, and one of their greatest commanders had been woken, that the Tau decided to launch a new sphere of expansion, the third sphere of expansion. J.K. James, she was not put to sleep. Mm-hmm. She launched the third sphere. So they're like, oh she's God. awake. We just won like a crushing victory over these orcs. The people are feeling like pretty, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty good about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's go expand. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we have the third sphere. Yeah. So, yeah, we just covered 250 years of Tau history. There's a couple cool battles in there. If you want to learn more about them, there's a couple cool details that I'm there's sure some, you can always yeah. glean somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's even two books written on the Damocles Crusade. Star of Damocles, I And, think. like, Savage Scars, I think, was maybe another Ooh, one. Ooh, that sounds familiar. I'm pulling it up right now. Star of Damocles and Savage Scars. Yeah. Those are the two novels that are written in this Yeah, so if, area. so if the Damocles Crusade appeals to you, go check out those. Yeah, learn a little bit more. Yeah. About uh, General Wendell Gage and him standing up to Inquisitor Grand. Sure. We don't know if that that's in the book. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't read it. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah. There's too many books for you to read everything. Oh, it's crazy, man. It, it's always so funny when we get like emails where it's like, you guys missed this. It's like, oh, man, like there's so much 40K. We can't get it all. I'm not paid enough uh, to yeah. know everything. Yeah. We're know? not paid at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. But subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a couple of kind of funny things. I think on the last Tau episode, we did a rant on like uh, Tau Age and how like Shadow Sun keeps fucking popping up. <laughs> and just doing this, we, we kept on running into that same issue where it's like... We were trying to calculate like how many years has she actually been alive yeah, and yeah. active. And, and we, we got her just, up to like we, a, a bare minimum of like 40 years of age at the start of the third sphere of yeah. expansion, which is pretty old for a Tau. Like, yeah. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. The main thing is you should learn just from our episodes is we just don't like what they did with this aspect of the Tau. Yeah. When they, they when they start bringing numbers in and start trying to cross over characters yeah. and stuff, it's a little fucking weird. Either really, really flesh out your idea to where it like 100% <laughs> makes sense or leave it all a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Don't give hard dates. Yeah. yeah. It, it, like we start putting like two and two together and we're like, wait a second. That actually makes four, not 30 million pi. <laughs> <laughs> right because what huh. they say just doesn't make sense uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's all i'm trying uh-huh. to say yeah but yeah yeah well they could they should just do like that what's that neurogram the shape? pure tight engram yeah they should just do that where they can just transfer consciousness yeah yeah, yeah. and it's not literally shadow sun coming out of cry yeah they just stick a little chip in because yeah. <laughs> like literally like so <laughs> all right we are getting into this apparently <laughs> how long of a time stamp are we at right now 80 minutes okay we got a couple minutes then <laughs> it's quick it's quick four hours later <laughs> <laughs> so so to become a commander you have to have 
20 years of combat experience because every four years you're allowed to take the trial of fire to progress a rank and there's five ranks so right there she's 20 years old starting at combat so the so what second if, she's born right yeah yeah there's 20 years automatically so you know they probably start fighting around 15 i'd say like yeah. I don't think they. It could be earlier. The Tau have like a faster life than us. So let's say ten. Let's Let's say say ten. So now she's up to thirty years old, and then we have um, she fought a couple years or so six years minimum. So when she was in the Damocles Crusade, she was already uh, an O, which is the highest rank. Yeah, and then she she fought there for a couple. years. She had already studied under Pure Tide. Yeah, which how long did does it take to learn like everything that (laughs) Commander Pure Tide has to teach? Yeah, you're not doing it in one year. Yeah, so then you toss on (laughs) a couple more. Let's say another couple of years, five. Let's be sure you can learn everything there is to know about warfare in five years. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right. So (laughs) so then she fights in the Damocles Crusade, then she goes to sleep, and then she fights another six years. Mm-hmm. In the uh, Great War of Confederation, and then I think, and then she launches the goddamn third. Yeah, and I, I think there's a couple years too, not a lot, like one or two between the third, like be- between the the Great War, the Great War, and when it actually officially launches. Yeah, so it's just like she's and, so and we're in the fifth sphere now. Yeah, yeah, it's just so people kept keep emailing like, oh, well, they just put it asleep. It's like no, they even even like, with sleep, the amount yeah. of the amount of years she's been alive mean there's something else keeping her alive or games Poor workshop yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say i would never accuse games workshop yeah, of never saying, dude, never please uh, listen games workshop <laughs> i love you it's mark send free stuff <laughs> he makes me say these things <laughs> yeah next time i want my psychic awakening before everyone else <laughs> i was i was like looking at pictures of like people and they're like oh like i got the new like ritual of the damned book yeah and here i am waiting like a chump <laughs> like for a- mine on pre-order <laughs> god damn uh. Goddamn. You're just a plub still. Yeah. Got to bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Once you get your numbers up, then GW, you get the GW love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyways. So, so the final thing we're going to talk about, and I, I just think this is kind of funny for Tao, is they're always called like fish people and stuff. Like even we, we're making fish jokes about them. But it's funny because the way this comes about is like, it's like imperial slandering them, thinking yeah. they're fish it's people. It's propaganda. Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, Tau, their home world, is like this uh, desert planet. Quite the opposite of... It's not of, just that. It, it's pretty different. It has mountain ranges. It, it yeah, has yeah, grasslands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is primarily, like, kind of arid. But it's not like Tatooine. Desert. Don't think no, like Tatooine. No, no, no. Think more like Earth, but like with Mongolia. a lot more deserts than what we yeah. know when what we have. Like what? Mongolia. Yeah. Kind of like... Steppy. Plain steps, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, they have fucking hooves, so yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. So they're kind of closer to like cows, really. They're like maybe. centaurs, satyrs, satyrs. <laughs> but uh, so the other thing is like well, they're definitely not fish. <laughs> that's what we're trying they to get. They got gills at. Yeah. on the top of their forehead, so maybe oh they do. <laughs> what do they do with those? Okay? I don't know. I'm not a tow fish expert. <laughs> it's <Mark>? for sex. <laughs> Is that I know. I've done it. <laughs> You're what the Imperium's worried about, Mark. <laughs> I'm creating weird fish towel. Burn it. Burn it. No, and, and the other funny thing is, too, like, 
then people are always like, oh, well, they name all their stuff Manta Missile Destroyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil yeah. Fish. Like, yeah, yeah. they name it after oh, all these... Oh, why would they name it a Hammerhead? After all these Earth creatures yeah, that, yeah. like, Tao have no reference yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally... A Tao has never seen a Manta in its life. <laughs> exactly. It's literally the Imperium calling Tao fish people. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Imperium saw the Manta, and they're yeah. like, hey, that's the same shape as, like, a man- the Manta ray, yeah. so, like, yeah. let's call it Manta. Yeah, so it's just... Like, a- that's... They're Understand not fish that, people. Yes, humans are calling them all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so if you call Tau fish people, you're just as ignorant as the Imperium. That's what That's I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ignorant and bigoted. Racist. <laughs> yeah. So that's my final. And we word. don't want to be any of those things. <laughs> so that's the episode. We did it, boys. Another one for the books. Uh, yeah, we got time. Oh, okay. Well, there's just, okay, something that has bugged me in, like, the past, like, two days. Okay. Okay. You, you know, you know, like, uh, you even shared an image, Shadow Sun, and, like, uh, what you show, shared in, like, the Discord was, yeah. like, her outline in the suit. And, like, how <laughs> yeah. ridiculous it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So, on our Instagram, um, we have, like, some people that um, really wanted to, like, be a part of this. Like, they've made posts for us. Yeah. Right, and so one of our guys, uh, Zrin, he made, he really loves Necron, so he's been making our Necron posts. So he yeah. posts this one Necron post. Oh God! Yeah, you know exactly <laughs> know where I'm going, going now. Okay, so he posts uh, Xun <laughs> Bakir, fuck. who is a pharaoh of the Maynark dynasty, but it's a woman. Plot it's twist. a it's a female <laughs> Necron, and literally, like you look on our Instagram comment page, oh. and it's like. Mm, I have the weirdest boner right now. Oh. Like, ten out of ten. Like what those, the fuck. And I'm like, you guys me. are fucking like weird. <laughs> fucking weirdos like, for sure. <laughs> it's one thing if you're gonna fuck a towel's That's forehead. right. That's <laughs> right. No, but it's just it's so odd to me. Like you always yeah, like, yeah. like wargaming groups or like magic people or just like sweaty nerds, like or they're all weebs and like gross and disgusting. And yeah. I'm like, no no no, I'm not like that. Like I'm normal. I also have life. I and, shower. Right, exactly. I know what deodorant is. And then this shit scrolls across. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So we just get like two days of just these fucking comments. Of oh, just, my God. And there weren't even that many. You're just, but I'm staring <laughs> at these Was it the picture? The or, picture is not overtly sexualized no, not. No. at all. She, I mean, it's a robot. She's got a look in her eyes. It's huge. We found the list. I started this conversation with saying that they were all me in different accounts. <laughs> but all I'm trying to say <laughs> oh is, my God. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the one. Like, does that, does that speak hypersexualization to you? No. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Yeah. <laughs> What's with that look in your eyes, Rio? What? Hand check. Yeah, no, Hand check, Rio. It blows my mind that all oh, it takes man. is like a single so female good. picture for all these nerds to lose their minds. Like, oh, there just, were 21 comments ooh. on that line. Right? Like, that is honestly like... And that's just Instagram. Like, the Facebook is its own thing. Yeah. Oh, and then even, even our Discord, that, yeah. they were talking yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm just like... Right? Just right? Like, come on. So I'm staring at it, and I'm like... <laughs> You guys, like, there's no difference between, like, the actual, I, I don't know, it was just, that it just, just made you I aware was, of the people that are listening to this. Yeah, I thought uh, we were above that stuff, Yeah, yeah. but apparently we're not. My brothers, he's yeah. like, yeah, I listened to one episode, I'm like, Brent's a cool guy, maybe all our other fans are like that. <laughs> Your mom listened to the summer, right? Oh, fuck, now the quality just went down again. <laughs> we diluted our listener base. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it just... 
It, was it funny. baffled me so much. <laughs> I was funny. like, the first thing I think of uh, when I see Zumbakir is not like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd like to feel those tits. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> goddamn, that's just as scary as everyone else. Like, it was just you're so woke, Eric. Uh, it's not being woke. No, no, it's being appropriately scared. <laughs> that's what it should uh-huh, be. You uh-huh. shouldn't be seeing Shadow Sun in I, her suit I'm and just... thinking like, damn, she thick. It should be, oh shit, I'm dead. That should sure. be what you think. Debatable. So okay, I'll debate you I, on I that. Just, I just want to. I just want to point out <laughs> that for the fictional character drawn in a picture, yeah, your your argument is it's absurd to be attracted to that drawing, but appro- fully appropriate to be afraid of that drawing because she doesn't. She's not supposed. To, she doesn't represent sexuality and sexualization. There's no intention of her personality and People character weird to fetishes, be sexual. Dude. That's what I'm saying. There's weird people. Everyone has a weird fetish. <laughs> and everyone who is you sexually have a weird attracted. fetish. Okay, okay, okay. Let's everyone. go around the table and talk about our Who's, weird what's fetishes. What's your weirdest fetish? <laughs> Eric, you start. Alaskan yeah. pipelines. Of course, natural. I'm, I'm with you, and I wish we could do that together. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a code name for something? I'm not. That's aware when you of? put your butts together. Nope, nope. And you poop. I also am quite a fan of the double Roman. Ah, Me yeah, and Christian yeah, okay. partake in the double Roman. <laughs> Can you explain? You like to oil up in like some Greco-Roman wrestling? Is no, that, that's normally what kicks it off, though. <laughs> that definitely. Yeah, oil up for some Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Rio, is that what it is? He's so concerned. <laughs> He's concerned. There's only one way to learn it as through Google Image. <laughs> He's concerned as our friend, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. Guys, do we need to talk about some of this? All I'm saying is that it wasn't a sexual picture, and it was immediately turned. And like, if you commented, you should feel that's bad. right. That's right. Go scrub your brain, you filthy ingrate. <laughs> Oh, You're going to get comments now. <laughs> I'll deal with these ones personally. <laughs> Next time you post a picture of yourself, they're going to just... <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I got I to gotta show you the craziest picture oh, there. Or that red beard. I like to get tangled up in that. <laughs> I have the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> and then I'll show it to my girlfriend and I'll be like, see, they want me. <laughs> so this is what Brant sent me. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna post this image to our Facebook page. So oh my god, <laughs> it's Eric! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's <laughs> it's not even like it's so close. <laughs> you guys shut up, it's not Ooh. me. <laughs> like, Classic. that could have been Eric if you oh. told me that somebody caught a photo of Classic. Eric. I almost thought it was to start. There, there was a a picture I found from uh, Modern Family, and it was a picture of, uh, I forget the redhead guy's name. I don't remember his name either. Um, but it was a picture of him as a child, and he was wearing like short, short, short jean shorts and stuff. Striped shirt. He's like leaning against a rock. He's got a bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, it looked a lot like Eric. <laughs> no, but it gets crazy. So I show, I'm like, oh, like look at this picture your sister showed me, Eric. You're such a loser. I showed Eric that picture of a, the Modern Family guy as a kid. And Eric bought into it. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't remember that, but it really looks like me. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to post both those pictures to oh our, uh, to our Facebook and Instagram so you guys can enjoy what Eric looks like in like a slight alt, one reality yeah, over, yeah. one step over. In the over. next, yeah. <laughs> next reality. Oh, boy. Good times. So, um... If you like what we're doing, support us on Patreon. That's right. Go buy our dice. They're going to sell out like hotcakes. Remember, you got to pay for the dice and shipping. Yeah. And uh, yeah, seriously, if you got $1 a month, it honestly goes a long way. We're, we are honestly trying to like grow Lorehammer this year. Um, 
and we want to try to get take it, it going. serious. Yeah, yeah. Like we want to try to take it serious, and we don't want to have to take out a bunch of crazy ads for. We'd I rather know, catnip. Yeah, we'd <laughs> rather know. just have the people support yeah. us. So, uh, yeah, yeah. If you can spare it, that would be awesome. Thanks a lot. Oh, good news! We bought a camera, and we finally have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, right no it. release on when we're actually going to get the first video episode up, but. But we have the technology. We have the technology. Now we just need the brains. That's right. <laughs> Which we are sorely lacking. It's going to be an yeah. ordeal. Yeah. But yeah, we're making progress. We're making life happen. Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.